The AIBP ASEAN B2B Growth Podcast is a series of fireside chats with business leaders in Southeast Asia focused on growth in the region. Topics discussed include business strategy, sales and marketing, enterprise technology, and innovation. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. For today's session, we have Mr. Ali Rida. He is the head of digital platforms from Aeon Malaysia. I think most people will be familiar with the name Aeon as one of the top 20 retailers in our National Retail Federation um, global ranking of retailers. Aeon ranks as number 20. And it is one of the only four Asia-Pacific representatives in this Global 50 list. In Southeast Asia, Aeon is still one of the largest retailers. And Aeon Group Malaysia was Aeon's Japan's first venture in the ASEAN market in 1984. And it still represents the largest revenue contributor to its total overseas market. Aeon in Malaysia is one of the largest mall operators with 10% market share and a total net lettable area of 1.6 million square meters. So thank you very much, Ali, for your time today. Maybe you want to give our audience a quick introduction of yourself as well as the business unit that you run within Aeon Malaysia. Hi, uh, everyone. Uh, so basically, uh, uh, a majority of uh, my corporate life has always been uh, as a logistics provider working uh, for the likes of YCH, Expeditus, and last role as GM for Sets Cargo uh, before my midlife crisis in joining the e-commerce world, uh, first via Ribbons.com and uh, uh, with Zalora uh, as their regional director for operations and supply chain. Uh, I then had an epiphany, uh, became an entrepreneur uh, for the uh, since for the past six uh, seven years. Uh, after my recent exit, uh, I've joined Aeon uh, as the head of digital platform uh, purely because I was excited on the possibility of uh, behemoth uh, 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 like Aeon uh, to uh, to participate in their digital transformation. Understand, Ali. And I think what you said is really very true, right? I think the largest players like Walmart has been spending almost more than 10% of their overall revenue into really plowing back into digital platforms, automating their supply chains and customer-facing initiatives and technology itself. So I guess that's what you were meant to do at Aeon also. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Uh, So uh, I'm part of uh, the entrepreneurial division. Uh, in which we are looking uh, into new businesses uh, such as e-commerce and how to pretty much, uh, I would say, uh, accelerate the O2O experience uh, for our, our consumer here in Malaysia. Understand. Understand that Aeon has this new retail experience that is very well spoken about. Um, it was launched in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I think uh, uh, the pandemic uh, caught many uh, conventional retailers off guard. Uh, uh, so uh, I think since uh, March uh, 2020, when all the lockdowns uh, started all over Southeast Asia, uh, many were liter- literally not prepared. Uh, so uh, I guess uh, I, all credit is due to the leadership of uh, our group CEO, uh, Shafi Samsudin, uh, who pretty much uh, was able to, I would say, 
be flexible enough and uh, be nimble enough to uh, pretty much uh, force, uh, I, I won't say force, but innovate uh, with uh, a simple solution uh, for them to partake uh, into uh, into the digital space while having a long-term solution uh, being developed accordingly. So I, I would say this uh, approach, uh, simultaneous approach, pretty much help Eon uh, adapt uh, to the, I would say, uh, the changes uh, that was brought about by COVID. Uh, and uh, you also uh, made the uh, organization realize how, uh, I would say, uh, the digital channels such as uh, e-commerce, or uh, live commerce or even eventually social commerce uh, can play a part uh, in contributing to the overall group revenue. Thank you very much, Ali, for that. I'm curious though, because when you started on the new retail ecosystem in 2020, some of like the uh, retailers in Southeast Asia, um, the likes of say Central Group, Matahari or even NTUC in Singapore has already embarked on their digital transformation journey, um, having an e-commerce play a part in their overall revenue. Do you think it was a little bit too late? And how did uh, what did Aeon do to catch up with its competitors? Uh, maybe not just in Malaysia, but in the region. Uh, I uh, personally, uh, I sincerely don't think so. Uh, I think that uh, e-commerce in this part of the world is still at its infancy stage. You know, uh, I mean, uh, we know that uh, the likes of Lazada and Shopee has been operating uh, seven to eight or close to ten years. You know. And they are dominating, uh, but uh, I think uh, with regards to uh, the e-commerce e uh, as per se, uh, I think things have uh, has moved that it's no longer an uh, pure online or pure offline strategy. Uh, I think uh, uh, Eon is uh, in a good position to offer what we call the new retail experience, which is the O2O strategy, where uh, we give the uh, power to the consumer to shop either online or offline, whether they want it to be delivered or pick up from store accordingly. So uh, definitely, uh, I, I don't think uh, uh, we are too late in the game or we are late in the game. Uh, I think uh, we are just uh, scratching the surface uh, purely because uh, consu uh, the power of the uh, consumers nowadays are much more educated. Uh, they want uh, more power to choose how they want to shop, where do want uh, to shop or when do uh, they want to shop. And I think uh, with regards to Aeon, uh, we are addressing uh, uh, this requirement or this consumer needs. Uh, again, uh, I shared earlier, uh, during the early days of COVID, you know, uh, there was hack around solution uh, that was developed uh, to launch the online, to launch uh, delivery drive-through, to launch personal shopper, even by WhatsApp and whatnot. Now, I think... Uh, that experience have helped, uh, I would say, the organization uh, understand uh, how to, uh, I would say, how to adapt to the e-commerce requirement. Uh, and then uh, when uh, we were brought in to develop the system and all for the long-term goals and all, it was an easy adoption. Uh, yep. Understand. Definitely, like what you mentioned, right? In Jake Shafi Shamshuddin has definitely led this uh, drive, and I believe uh, money has been put in the uh, significant capital expenditure has been set aside in order to drive this uh, technological advancement. I believe um, it was forty uh, percent of your capex, a budget of one hundred eighty-six million ringgit, is to be used on technology and IT over the next five years. Um, this is, I, I think, to drive the, the goal 
goal of having 15% of revenue to be generated from the e-commerce business by 2025. Can you share with us maybe some of the, the roadmap that you have set to reach this goal of 15% of revenue to be generated of e-commerce and share with us some of the main challenges that you face in driving towards this objective? I, I think uh, right, right now, I think uh, phase one was the in 2020 when pretty much uh, using, uh, I would say, a uh, 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 hack around solution to uh, to bring the business online. Now we are at phase two, uh, whereby we are using uh, long-term solutions uh, to bring the business online. Uh, in, in August of last year, we've uh, we've already brought our what we call our uh, grocery or food line business, e-grocery business online ready uh, via my own to go. Uh, now we are focused in, uh, I would say, uh, putting the other business un- units such as wellness, our general merchandising stores, also online. Uh, what is unique to Aeon, uh, I, I, I sincerely think so, uh, is our hyper-local strategy. Uh, while many businesses are pretty much doing fulfillment out from a national or regional distribution center, uh, we are converting uh, all our, I would say, uh, locations uh, to become what I, what I define as grey store. People will have dark store, uh, uh, we will have grey store because uh, pretty much our offline channel are also our online DCs uh, accordingly. So, uh, and we are fulfill, uh, doing all the fulfillment uh, on the same day basis, very hyper-local uh, through, uh, through these outlets. Uh, so I think uh, that's our USP uh, that uh, we are focused in delivering. Uh, and, I, uh, and I think uh, it's uh, going to be a game changer, especially in this market. Understand. You've spoken about a hyper local um, fulfillment before, and I believe this is also one of the strategy that Walmart took in really addressing the uh, competition that Amazon was putting in the retail market in the United States. Um, I'm curious because retail has changed so much, right? Who do you see as the competitors for? Aeon. Last time we used to compare, say, um, the supermarkets with the supermarkets or the retailers with the retailers. With Grab, say, buying Jaya Grocer um, and other, say, technology companies like Honest Bee coming into the stage. Where do you see your competition um, play and where does Aeon play in this larger retail landscape? Uh, that's a very good question. Uh... I think uh, Aeon is in a very unique position purely because other than uh, being uh, e-grocer or doing a food line business, grocery business, we also have a general merchandising stores uh, that cover fashion, electronics, uh, and we also have a pharmacy, which is uh, Aeon Wellness, and also, I would say, uh, budget uh, or flat dollar stores such as Daiso. Uh, on top of that, we are also a mall retailer. Uh, I mean, um, a mall owner, a mall, mall operator. Uh, so uniquely, I think, uh, bec- uh, because of uh, our uh, ecosystem, uh, we are able to, I would say, we are in a good position to offer a super integrated solution. You know, uh, while uh, the likes of Grab or whatnot say they are super app, and uh, we have to uh, give them credit to that, but uh, we, we are in a good uh, position to offer a super integrated position with regards to offering online to offline, not only to our internal uh, business unit, but to our external uh, clients, which is uh, our tenants in the malls accordingly. So uh, we are right now, uh, I would say, uh, uh, leading, uh, I would say, uh, developing a 
the ecosystem to ensure that everyone in our ecosystem can benefit uh, through, uh, through our digital strategy. I understand that uh, My aeon to go was launched last year. Um, can you walk us through the launch of My aeon to go the response to My aeon to go and how do you deem the result of My aeon to go as of now? I, I think we were lucky when we uh, when we were launch, uh, launching My aeon to go it was still in the peak of the, I would say, lockdown. You know, uh, so the response was pretty good. Uh, I I would say uh, migrating uh, to my own to go it uh, it gives us certain enhancement uh, with regards to our uh, assortment uh, because we uh, we want to focus to, uh, to make sure that uh, we have the widest assortment but also the most deepest uh, assortment. We do want to uh, to make sure that uh, there's no uh, under stock uh, out of stock or whatnot. Uh, but on top of that, uh, delivery tracking uh, uh, as part of the consumer experience, on-time delivery uh, is also met uh, accordingly because we're doing uh, same-day, three-hours delivery. Uh, and, and that's uh, new in the market. Uh, because of that, uh, I think we were able to attract, uh, I would say, uh, uh, clientele uh, which appreciates uh, our unique selling proposition with regards to our products, signature products, with regards to our speed uh, to market also. Uh, it, it has been, uh, I mean, uh, uh, the I would say the response has been very favorable. Uh, Eon, as you know, is a household brand, and all, and we have many uh, I would say local, uh, I mean, uh, loyal, loyal supporters and all. Uh, the challenge for us, I think, is to attract uh, new consumers. Purely uh, because, uh, like what you had, Eon is a household name, but uh, it, it may be only attracting I would say uh, a certain demographic. Uh, we are what we are trying to do right now is to increase our uh, consumer base to attract the younger digitally savvy uh, consumers uh, to shop with Aeon accordingly. Understand. Well, you sh- shared about like uh, the response has been very good. Um, you managed to increase assortment, managed to achieve same day delivery. Um, could you elaborate on some of the metrics that you watch closely when you determine whether my Aeon to go or some of the digital initiatives that you have launched have reached a success level? I, I think, uh, again, uh, it's, it's very important for us uh, that the online experience is similar to the offline experience, uh, meaning that uh, we have a wide assortment uh, that is available uh, online, but on top of that, we have depth, meaning that uh, because uh, we are doing a hyper-local at uh, most of the products are being shared with offline, we need to make sure that uh, we reduce the out-of-stock. Uh, this, uh, I, I, I think, uh, first and foremost, uh, Again, the depth uh, and the width of the uh, inventory that we have uh, to make sure that uh, there's wide variety of choices. On top of that, there's always uh, uh, very little or zero out of stock. Uh, then the third one, uh, I think, uh, honestly, is on-time delivery. You know, uh, that, 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 uh, th- these are the three key components that we are monitoring. Understand. As the largest overseas contributor to Aeon Japan, um, and then you're starting to launch, say, the digital uh, platform in Malaysia itself, um, do you see it, what is successful in Malaysia, being transferable to the other ASEAN countries? Or will there be adjustments, especially since you have a background in running logistics across Southeast Asia, do you think there will be a need for adjustments for this digital platform for the other ASEAN countries? 
I think there there will be a need for adjustments such as uh, localized language, uh, localized payments, and whatnot. But in terms of logistics per se, or uh, the the goal of uh, again. Uh, the widest assortment, the deepest assortment, on-time delivery, hyperlocal. I think uh, that will be a unique uh, uh, selling proposition that we want to have on our platform. Uh, but again, uh, adjustment is more, I would say, localization uh, rather than adjustment. So maybe share with us a little bit about your experience. As you mentioned at the start, when you're introducing yourself, you have run the logistics operations for companies like Ribbons, um, for Zalora. How does that differ from your current role at Aeon? Uh, what are some of the key differences that you see between, say, a digital first, digital native type of like retail company versus, um, I would say, Aeon is traditional brick and mortar. How does that differ in terms of when we look at success metrics um, when launching um, new initiatives? I, I guess the key difference, you know, uh, is uh, I, I would say, uh, again, uh, with regards to Zalora and whatnot, uh, being a digitally first uh in terms of our employees also, uh, pretty much is once the focus is at uh, one single channel, you know. But with Aeon, as we uh, we are the, uh, we are part of an ecosystem where whereby traditionally is an offline player, you know, that has grocery, they have uh, their pharmacy division, their general merchandising is is all uh, about. I, I think is uh, appreciating what we have now, uh, or what we are, and how we can. Uh, pretty much, uh, uh, I would say, uh, incorporated uh, very seamlessly. Uh, that, that, that's very important. I, I think that that is the core challenge, you know, uh, to show that uh, uh, the new channel can add value to the traditional ecosystem. And when synergized, we are we are actually not competing, but we are collaborating with one another to complete the ecosystem. Uh, I think that's always the line that I am pitching internally. We don't compete, we collaborate to complete. I'm going to go a little bit deeper into your core expertise, which is around supply chain operations. You have actually launched a couple of supply chain startups yourself. Um, and I'm sure you are you have a front row seat in seeing the changes in the logistics segment all the way from your time with YCH to um, you know, running Zalora, as we mentioned, to now at Aeon, can you walk us through some of the key changes that has really accelerated in the logistics or supply chain um, segments in your various roles and across the various countries in Southeast Asia? I, I, I think, uh, to, uh, to be very honest, I think uh, with uh, regards to the logistics technology, uh, such as uh, track and trace, it has always been there. You know, uh, but however, uh, with the emergence of new technologies such as cloud, uh, again the smartphone and uh, whatnot, it has uh, I would say uh, make the technology open for the masses. Uh, so we uh, over the past uh, seven eight years, you know, we see many logistics company or new logistics company emerging, such as the likes of Ninja Van, uh, GNT, uh, Flash Express now out from Thailand. Uh, coming in, uh, I would say, with their technology system uh, and coming from uh, giving uh, pure uh, through visibility uh, to consumer, uh, but addressing the e-commerce market. Uh, and again, uh, purely because the e-commerce market is the growing segment uh, overall. Uh, I think uh, 
personally uh one of the key challenges uh is how conventional brands uh logistics company adapt quickly uh to these changes uh i i've seen it personally uh some were not able to adapt quickly and started winding down uh so i think it's very important uh that uh the traditional conventional names uh adapt uh quickly or uh and are open to pretty much not traditionally like every, everything need to be in house or uh, uh they should be open in collaborating or using technology out there uh, that can uh, help them uh, with regards to the digital transformation process from your perspective uh, what are some of the metrics you need to look at to decide you know when do i build up my own technology stack like building it from scratch or when do i collaborate with somebody else or buy something off the rack uh, I, i think number one is cash what's your appetite and <laughs> uh what's your appetite to invest what's your appetite to burn and what not uh, to start off uh, again uh, a pure logistics company without volumes is going to be very tough so uh, i think uh, lazada and shopee or even uh, amazon to, to be very, uh, uh, start off uh, with outsourcing and when they have the volumes accordingly uh, they emerge slowly uh, to become uh, uh, to uh, to pretty much do their own logistics but with that said also uh, Uh, they also realize that they cannot do everything on their own especially during peak season you know uh, whereby they still need to outsource and collaborate with uh, the place out there uh, again uh, and i i think is uh, there's no one strategy to say that okay i want to do everything in house 100% or outsource 100% i think in a hybrid approach uh, is always best you know uh, but with that said also uh, with a hybrid approach uh some companies uh develop their own technology uh you need to integrate with them it'll, it'll be a very interesting next few years to see how uh all the re- uh, recent uh, mergers and acquisition uh uh will change the logistics industry on top of that with the uh, with the likes of lazada express shopee express uh being a part of the ecosystem uh, eventually uh i sincerely believe uh honestly sometimes uh with regards to last mile uh the concept of economies to scale may, may not be achieved uh, or it's hard to be achieved uh, purely because uh, again uh, with more orders sometimes you need to invest on more manpower uh, more vehicles uh, and it's hard to reach that threshold especially uh, with right now uh, uh, is is a red ocean uh, deliveries in malaysia uh, uh, as low as 1 ringgit per order you know it's scary you know Uh, and uh, this never happened like it it's uh, it uh, it to nine years ago uh, so i think the market is due for a correction uh, what are some of the key considerations that you look at when designing this whole new digital platform under entrepreneurial commerce i i, I think is uh, uh, like what i said earlier is uh, what was is important appreciating uh, the current assets that we have uh, mm-hmm. in terms of systems in terms of the operation in terms of setup Uh, I think when we understand or we appreciate uh, what we have internally, then it's easy to build into it uh, rather than build something new that uh, the the conventional or the current assets need to build into it. Uh, so uh, it's the other way around. Uh, again, uh, we, we, we've been lucky. We have a leadership team which is very, uh, I would say, uh, open to solutions, open to technology, open to adapting. 
so uh, the key stakeholders uh, again uh, the tech department uh, and the operations department so intra asean and the ability of like um, not just internal e-commerce within the country itself but intra asean e-commerce could help to drive the business of smes across southeast asia while, while managing consumer expectation eh? <laughs> while managing consumer expectation that's that, another that key important. thing <laughs> Yeah, I understand that. Um, any last thoughts around Southeast Asia region and where some of the growth that you think can come from? Uh, uh, so, so, so the way the way I view Southeast Asia uh, is actually uh, not as one big region, but as two separate regions. Uh, one is what I call the Indochina region, which is uh, Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, Myanmar, and Laos accordingly. Uh, this region uh, is pretty much being powered by Thailand and uh, Vietnam, uh, but they are uh, traditionally very uh, nationalistic uh, countries with uh, certain high trade uh, barriers accordingly. Uh, the region that uh, I mean, I would uh, I'm excited to see is uh, the region that I call the Nusantara re- uh, region, which is Indonesia, Philippines, uh, Malaysia, Singapore, and Brunei to uh, to a certain extent. Uh, again, uh, uh, this region is pretty much what, 65% uh, of the entire population or the entire market accordingly uh, with countries such as Indonesia, uh, Philippines and Malaysia powering the drive for e-commerce. Uh, I, I, I think uh, it will be very interesting to see uh, the likes of again, uh, Indonesia, uh, Philippines and Malaysia uh, powering the region uh, followed by Thailand uh, with regards to uh, op- uh, the markets open opening up uh, the adoption of e-commerce and uh, again uh, uh, and also in general the adoption of technology uh, when i say just now uh, take example doing last mile delivery is still dependent on a vehicle or a driver uh, i i personally think uh, as a pure logistician uh, i would be uh, excited to see unmanned vehicle or autonomous vehicle to be introduced in the road so uh, we don't need to be dependent on drivers and all <laughs> You know, uh, so uh, again, uh, let's see what uh, will happen in the next, uh, uh, with regards to the market, the next uh, three to five or ten years, you know, uh, but uh, be service with what's going to happen in the logistics industry. I think it's exciting times for the e-commerce market, uh, but also the logistics market. Thank you very much, Ali, for your time today. And that brings us to the end of our session and hopefully we'll chat again with you in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed the episode. For more information about business growth in the ASEAN region, please visit our website www.iotbusiness-platform.com.